Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. We are awaiting the judge's ruling on the Trump civil, and I'm using civil in air quotes, civil fraud trial, because there's nothing civil about this, and the penalties are so severe, they should have had a jury trial. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Lots to talk about, including uh, Russia. Vladimir Putin's chief critic died in prison, and now more of our money has to go to Ukraine as a consequence of that. That's amazing how that works, right? Putin's guy, Putin's enemy dies in prison. See, in our country, we don't kill our political enemies. We just indict the hell out of them and um, then try to bankrupt them. We did, But we don't kill them, you know. And in Russia, he, Putin just kills his political enemies. Allegedly. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Nobody does. But we've been told it's Putin who did it. And as a consequence of that now, Ukraine needs to get more money. So, you know, you could you could say the timing of this is a little suspicious, much like Jeffrey Epstein not killing himself in jail as Congress is debating this Ukraine funding bill. And the president today standing up there having a complete mental breakdown at one point, forgetting literally what he was saying. Sad to watch. Sad to watch only in the sense that I had to take time out of my day to watch it. When I said the other day it was sad to watch and somebody said there's nothing sad about it. No, it's sad because I'm the one who has to watch this stuff for you. You should be grateful and appreciative of me. Anyway, so the the question, of course, is going to be, as the judge says Trump is liable in the civil fraud trial, this breaking news now, what, what is going to happen in terms of what the penalty will be here uh it's a 92 page long decision letitia james asked for 370 million dollars in damages and wants trump to be prevented from doing business in new york state and this is literally coming out now as we start the show and it's a big story brought to you by dr mike venaria venariadental.com get that beautiful smile you deserve from my buddy dr mike venaria so we we have this now coming literally breaking news right now and we have the tv potted up just in case we want to jump to it um but the judge has found him liable remember this is letitia james who's the 
New York State Attorney General, who ran in a platform of getting Trump. This is going after Trump's business empire, arguing that he inflated people. There's no victims in this case. There's no victims. There's literally no victims in this case whatsoever. No one alleged that they were defrauded. No one alleged anything. The state of New York alleged this. But none of Trump's creditors, none of Trump's investors, none of these people. This is a victimless case, as Andy McCarthy has pointed out on this show before. And they, the goal of this, of course, is to drive him into bankruptcy, destroy his business empire, and crush him because the process is the punishment. And somehow this is uh, apparently, I guess he's got to pay 160. Yeah, let's jump in here. There's, they're, they're bringing out the details of this. Go ahead. Donald Trump and his trust in Trump organization will be, uh, have to pay $168 million and change. The next paragraph goes on to say that there's another ruling for $126 million and change, um, another one for $60 million. Now, we'll have to look and see if any of those are overlapping or if we add these up. But these are some of the yeah. numbers coming out. goes on to say that um, Eric Trump has to pay $4 million in one case, Donald Trump Jr., $4 million in one of these cases, and Alan Weisselberg, a $1 million. So there's a lot there. We're going to parse through these numbers, but they are big. Incredible. We knew there was a big ask. It looks like they yeah. may be um, in the neighborhood of close to $300 million or more. Yeah. Um, Shannon, uh, you know, we are seeing this. I believe this is a Reuters report. We're all trying to sort of balance up these numbers here. Um, but according to some of the reporting out there, the number is 354.9 million dollars. And as you say, the damages are spread across a number of the Trump family members who are deeply involved in the business. Don Jr., Eric Trump, as you say, four million dollars. Now, perhaps. Equally importantly, according to the early reporting that we're seeing here, the judge has banned Donald Trump and others from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in New York for three years is the period here on this. Now, that wouldn't have a whole lot of impact on on President Trump because he is running for president and hopes to be president during that time. But Eric Trump uh, and Don Jr. and and Eric, uh, in, in a large way, are very instrumental in the business here, and it would it would prevent them from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in New York for two years. So three hundred and fifty four mil, really fifty five, three hundred fifty five mm-hmm. million dollars here in the judgment from Arthur Engeron against the former president, Donald Trump. Ari, what, what's your reaction to all this? You know, Martha, I just have such a hard time seeing any of the court cases, including this, this one, is, uh, anything right, so other there, Those are the details. Thank you, Matt. We'll, we'll continue to uh, monitor the TV, and if we have to pot it up again, we certainly will. Um, but those are the details coming in, and it's about $350 million now that the judge is holding Trump accountable for uh, in a victimless, victimless, victimless case where nobody was a victim, which is why it's victimless. Andy McCarthy had a great piece about this uh, a while ago at National Review. In fact, um, Matt, see if you can pull it up for me, if you'd be so kind. I want to just reference that because his points in that were excellent. I didn't expect this when we got on the air today, but this is why we love Afternoon Drive. We do, because every time we're on the air, just about there's breaking news, even on Fridays. Well, particularly on Fridays, because Fridays are tend to be days when they dump a lot of stuff. Friday news dumps, as they're called. But 
Monday, we're gonna. Be, I'll, I'll be off Monday, just so you know. It's President's Day, and the kids are off from school, so we're taking a little, a little family, a little family day. But um, I have to because the kids, three kids by themselves, home. I mean, Bridget will be here, but I got to help her out. So anyway, that's that's Monday. But then the rest of the week will be live, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday ish, we're going to be live from CPAC, which is really, really great, uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun because CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Conference. It's the foremost gathering of conservative thought leaders. Oh, I found the piece. Here we go. Uh, as detailed here Friday night, the uh, – well, let me see this now. I just wanted to find the part that McCarthy highlights. To repeat what I've observed any number of times, there are no victims in New York's hyper-politicized civil fraud case against Trump, which is the case that the state's criminal prosecutors evaluated for years and opted not to bring. Before the start of this case with no victims, Judge Arthur Engeron found Trump guilty of persistent fraud, and Attorney General Letitia James sought a disgorgement penalty of 250 million dollars. In addition to putting Trump out of business, after 11 weeks of trial and still no victims, James upped the disgorgement ante to $370 million. And he says, I have no quarrel with the notion that if Trump really had a pattern of inflating his assets, some stiff fine might be appropriate, perhaps a few hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, maybe, perhaps, as long as New York State could show that similarly situated companies have been treated the same way. But that's not what happened. Look instead at what's happening here. Trump's political enemies in New York's government are turning a victimless molehill into $370 million, and Trump's enemies in the media are suggesting that something along those outwardly lines may be justified because of several paperwork issues. This is insane, and... and you know, Letitia James ran on this platform. In fact, Matt, see if you can grab that clip. We've played it before of her pledging, I think it was 2018, 2019, saying no one is above the law and she was going to get Donald Trump. If you could do that, I'd appreciate that. McCarthy had said if Donald Trump had defrauded banks out of $168 million in interest payments, don't you suppose those banks would have sued Trump? Of course they would have, but they never did. That is not stopping elected progressive Democrats Letitia James and Arthur Engeron, the state attorney general, and her cat's paw in a judge's robe from concocting a mammoth fraud scheme masterminded by Trump in which we're to believe the banks lost their shirts, but the banks just forgot to complain about it. For the most part, the civil trial at the storied Lower Manhattan Courthouse's political theater. How fitting, indeed, that James and Trump's lawyers conduct daily dueling press conferences in front of the very steps the murdered mafia don Emilio Barzini tumbled down in The Godfather. Richard Conti, by the way, played Barzini. With Judge Ungaran having ruled that Trump was guilty before the trial even started, the former president has no incentive to litigate as if he were in a normal legal proceeding. To the contrary, Trump's strategy, rational in the formation, but tempestuous in the implementation, is to deny the festivities the appearance of anything other than a game rigged by his rabid partisan foes. And then, of course, as you know, that would lead to gag orders and everything else. So the total number is $364 million. Letitia James had wanted 370. So the judge knocked off a cool $6 million. What's most exasperated Trump was the catch-22 nature of the proceeding. The judge's pretrial ruling, 
pronounced that Trump is civilly liable for fraud, i.e. for fraudulently inflating the value of his assets in statements of financial condition, which are used in various financial transactions, bank loans, insurance contracts. In this, the judge endorsed James' invocation of a monstrous New York State statute, which does not require the state to prove that the defendant had fraudulent intent. Nor does it require that the defendant defrauded anyone. This particular statute that they relied on here in New York, think about this now, doesn't require the state to prove that the defendant had fraudulent intent, nor does it require the state to prove that anyone was actually defrauded. The judges also banned Don Jr. and Eric Trump from serving as officer or director of any New York corporation for two years. This is uh, uh, truly amazing stuff here. Again, nobody was defrauded. Nobody was actually defrauded here. The ongoing trial that has followed Engeron's ruling centers on what the damages for Trump's infraction should be. There is more to it than that, as I elaborated in the past, but in the main, the trial is about determining whether the judge at the attorney general's urging, will disgorge Trump and his real estate empire of, now we know, $364 million. The judge also bans Trump from applying for loans for three years. Obviously, this will only impact New York State, but still. Obviously, then, the Trump defense seeks to minimize the damages. Trump is trying to do that by denying there was any fraud at all, arguing that his assets are worth more than what is claimed in the various forms. But the judge keeps cutting Trump and his lawyers off by insisting that he has already decided Trump, A, committed fraud, B, overvalued his assets, and C, cannot be insulated by the disclaimer in his SFCs, the financial disclosure forms, advising counterparties to do their own due diligence in evaluating asset values. So basically... This was never really a, a trial here. I mean, this was a this was some sort of a of a trial you'd have in old Russia or modern Russia. This is a kangaroo court. This is they've already decided your guilt. Now we're just figuring out the fine we're going to impose. But they never actually had a trial to determine Trump's guilt. They just determined he was guilty because the the statute that they relied on doesn't require the state to prove guilt. Think about that. So there was never a trial to prove that Donald Trump was guilty. The, the, the judge decided he was. How is this due process in any way, shape, or form? Trump cannot serve as an officer or director of any New York corporation for three years. Well, I'm sure that's going to keep him up at night. I wouldn't care about that. He's going to be president for four years. But think about this. Now, this statute does not require the state to prove that he, that, that he defrauded anybody. They just decided on their own, and then they turn around and go, we're going to have a trial, you're guilty, but now we're going to have a trial to determine how much we're going to punish you. And then you turn around and go, but how about the trial to prove my guilt? Nope, we don't need that. We can just skip to the part where we just figure out how much you owe us. This is insane. This is insane that this happens in the United States of America. Why then Trump wonders have a trial at all, Andy McCarthy points out. The judge, who has little self-discipline, Nary an unexpressed thought and an obnoxious edginess when challenged made a hash of things Monday by blurting out that he wasn't there to listen to what Trump had to say. 
This was a botch. What the judge meant was that the former president should succinctly answer the questions posed, as witnesses are expected to do, rather than going off on windy tangents and political rifts as Trump does. But since the whole point of the non-jury trial is for the judge to listen to what the witnesses have to say, particularly the central witness... The judge's comment adds more grist to Trump's allegation that he's being railroaded by partisan hacks, which is true. And there's a lot of justification to back that up. There's a lot of justification that these are partisan hacks. Here's a little montage of the attorney general, Letitia James, who has made it her mission to go after and bring down Donald Trump. Take a listen. You have that, Matt, right? The uh, montage? I've got some personal vendetta against him, that I campaigned against him. That is not true. This illegitimate president who sits in the White House. That president, because he's not my president, he's an illegitimate president. His days are numbered. His days are numbered. We've got to get ready to mobilize, and we've got to get ready to agitate and irritate until victory is won, but more importantly, until Trump is defeated. We will all rise up and resist this man. And ultimately, we'll bring him down. This illegitimate president, I'm going to give you the same level of respect that you gave to President Obama, and that is absolutely no respect at all. Donald Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. Unbelievable. That's the attorney general of New York state. That's the attorney general of New York state leading all that. You believe that? It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to even fathom that this happens in the United States of America. You, you're, you're determined you're guilty before you have a trial, and the trial is just to determine how much you're going to pay as part of your guilt. It's not America. There's nothing American about this. I mean, this is so antithetical to what the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution is all about. Which really, and the Fifth Amendment too, but I mean, con- the, the concept of before you're, you can lose your, your life, your liberty, your property, you have to have due process. Where was the due process here? Trial started with the judge going, you're guilty. Now it's just a matter of how much you're going to pay. It's like a mafia court. Now it's just a matter of how much our VIG's going to be. So now it's $364 million. Remember, remember, and this is the key point. There were no victims in the case. There is no, there are no, there's not one. Not one person has come, come forward to say I'm a victim here. I was, I was, uh, I, I, I suffered because he overinflated the value of his assets. Which is a joke, too, because Mar-a-Lago, I've been there. It's worth a whole lot more than $18 million. I, I'm telling you that right now. There are Jersey Shore houses that go for $18 million. Mar-a-Lago is a, is a historic estate with, um, I mean, it's right on the water. It's got beautiful, lavish ballrooms. It's a membership club, which in and of itself means it's going to have more value than just what a regular house would. It's also historic, but beside that point, I mean, it's where's the who are the victims? Who turns around and goes, "I was defrauded here, Your Honor," and if that was the case, why didn't they ever sue Trump? That would have been a civil trial. 
Judge has also uh, ordered an independent monitor for the Trump organization to continue for three more years. If, let's say hypothetically, J.P. Morgan Chase gave Trump a big loan and felt that that loan was made fraudulently because, or I should say that the, the, the assets that he used as his collateral were fraudulent and they didn't get their money back, why did they sue him? Because that would have been a civil case. That would have been the classic definition of a civil case. This isn't a civil case. When the government can bleed out, bleed you out, drive you, drive, take away all your money, destroy your business empire, that's not a civil case. The, the, the penalty in this case is so, so incredibly harsh that I'm telling you there should be no ambigu- ambiguity here. There should have been a jury. No question about it. The Trump team has made much of the fact that there are no fraud victims in the fraud case. Indeed, that is undoubtedly the reason the federal prosecutors who originally investigated the Trump organization and then the Manhattan DA's office that labored mightily trying to make a criminal case both abandoned the effort. In a fraud case, it is technically not required to prove that a victim lost money, but it's tough for prosecutors to win a jury trial without doing so. This left it to the attorney general who you just heard in that ranting and raving montage, who had three major advantages over her criminal law enforcement counterparts. As part of this statute, 6312, the less demanding civil law standard of proof and a non-jury trial in which the judge makes the decisions. In fact, the judge is so sensitive about the no victims hole in the state's fraud case that in his pretrial ruling, He fined Trump's lawyers for repeatedly bringing up this completely irrelevant point, as the judge put it. But James knows it's a problem. The attorney general's reliance on prior New York precedents for the proposition that she needed to show harm in order to disgorge profits could be attacked on appeal because she had brought an unprecedented case. The state has never before sued under the statute on a theory of overvalued assets which is hardly unusual behavior. I mean, people overinflate their assets all the time. But typically, the reason why you don't go after them is because if nobody was hurt in the process, then who cares? The old saying is something's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. I mean, that really is the case. I believe that. Take the, just take the housing market right now. I know that you're probably looking around and possibly thinking to yourself, gee, I'd love to get a bigger house. But you can't because there's nothing on the market. And when something comes up on the market, it's scooped up in days and it's going for thousands, tens of thousands, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars more than the house would have gone for just a couple of years ago. It's worth whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. These are these numbers by themselves are, by definition, ambiguous. Can't prove the value of anything when in a free market worth is determined by what somebody's willing to pay. So that's why they don't really go after people for this. And so this is the first ever such case ever. And it's brought by this prosecutor, Letitia James, the arch nemesis of Donald Trump, an elected Democratic attorney general who campaigned for office in heavily Democratic New York on a vow to get Trump on something, anything. So Letitia James came up with a theory that Trump's alleged fraud, which the judge has decreed is proven fraud, 
cause stratospheric losses for financial institutions. They just apparently, those institutions apparently failed to notice because none of them complained. None of them. To wit, Letitia James Minions last week called Michael McCarthy offered as a banking expert to testify that banks lost a staggering $168 million because of Trump's, don't you dare say alleged, asset inflation. According to McCarthy, helped along by Engeron, Trump induced banks to charge him lower interest rates than would otherwise have applied by overvaluing such properties as 40 Wall Street in Manhattan, his sprawling hotel and tower in Chicago, the post office complex in Washington, D.C., and the Doral Resort and Spa in Florida. Ergo, the banks were cheated out of $168 million in payments. But, and this is the problem for the state, if there were proof that Trump had ripped banks off in this manner, and to that extent, there would have been a huge criminal case that no prosecutor's office would pass up. Certainly not the famously aggressive feds in the Southern District of New York, where Andy McCarthy worked for two decades, and certainly not the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which twice litigated all the way to the Supreme Court to try to get Trump's financial records, and which was not too embarrassed to bring a ludicrous indictment over the comparative Trump change, $130,000 in hush money that Trump paid to a porn star. That trial, of course, which you know is going to start um, in March. Third, there is no evidence. I should say second. Such proof is lacking because banks in high-end lending are sophisticated financial actors who do not take the debtor's word for it when it comes to valuing assets. They have entire departments of experienced appraisers assessing values. Moreover, they were warned in this case by Trump's SFC disclaimer to do their own due diligence. It said it right there. Clearly, they were not tricked, but naturally, when Trump's lawyers state the obvious, the judge shuts them down by saying that he's already ruled that Trump committed fraud. So the judge determined Trump's guilt. Therefore, it is, it is, and shall be, and you can't disagree with that point because the judgment has been rendered. This case started with Trump already being declared guilty. I can't stress that enough because that's not the United States of America, and yet that's exactly what just happened. Third, there is no evidence that the banks would have charged a higher interest rate if Trump had lowered his valuations. That expert is entitled to his opinion, but so were the banks, which actually had skin in the game. There's no state law requirement holding that if an asset is valued at X amount, a bank must charge a set interest rate. These are arm's length transactions. The banks made the loans because A, Trump was a good customer who had a history of paying up. B, if the bank had proposed a too high interest rate, Trump could simply have gone to a different bank that would have welcomed the business. And C, the banks don't make money if they don't lend, and they were happy with the tidy profits they consistently made on Trump's loans. Yet again, when Trump's lawyers tried to bring these points up, the judge declared that he'd already decided Trump's loans were ill-gotten and that the expert was just helping to decide the number. Fourth, McCarthy points out, Andrew McCarthy, banks are in the loan business to make money. They are heavily regulated and have shareholders to answer to. If a bunch of them have been collectively bilked out of $168 million, don't you imagine there would have been a lawsuit or 10 it's an amazing thing to watch. Donald Trump, the frontrunner in the Republican presidential nomination, is on trial for supposedly inventing wealth that he didn't have. And in order to nail him, elected Democrats, Letitia James and Arthur Engeron, are inventing losses that no one ever suffered. 
remarkable. As the judge has now said, Donald Trump has to pay $350 million with all kinds of other things. Unbelievable. What a day. All right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Your chance to react to this. Matt DeSantis, you uh, you got the phones ready. I think you're going to burn up today. They're going to be on fuego. So we'll uh, we'll get your thoughts on this. You can also tweet, of course, on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Breaking news on the show is there's always breaking news on a Friday, it seems. Don't go away. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Calling on North Wales to follow 1210 WPHT on the free Odyssey app. Download it now. He's um, speaking at the SneakerCon convention um, uh, tomorrow at the convention center. So if you're in the area, traffic might be a little nutty. But anyway, um, he has not reacted yet on Truth Social to this ruling. But I know Alina Haba just put out a statement a short uh, few moments ago. Um, if you're just joining me, here's the deal. In this fake not a trial because the judge had declared guilt, 
the judges ruled that Trump has to pay about $350 million in this civil fraud case. He's barred from operating a New York business for three years, and that's everything that's happening right now. Uh, Letitia James has gone after the National Rifle Association. Letitia James wants to be governor of New York. She's a political animal. And there's no doubt in my mind that every single thing about this case was purely political because, again, there were no victims. There were no victims. I can't keep saying that enough because there were no victims. There were no victims. And yet here we are today right now. The state of New York can destroy a person even if that person has not actually defrauded anybody or did anything else. You remember that judge was smirking during the trial. The judge, who's also an elected progressive kook Democrat, just like the attorney general is an aggressive kook Democrat. And this was what they wanted to achieve. And this is what they've achieved. And this is what they wanted to do. Now, that figure could also increase with interest, which is crazy, because the state will start charging interest in the, within the next 30 days if he doesn't come up with the money. Trump's attorney said he will, of course, appeal this ruling, and he should appeal this ruling. He's confident the appeals court will correct catastrophic errors. I hope so. Because, you know, the judge's comments, I think the judge's behavior during this trial, I think all of these things um, rule that there needs to be an appeal. I mean, this case should be, this ruling should be overturned just based on the judge's obvious, obvious graphic hatred of Trump, the attorney general's graphic hatred of Trump, and the fact that there were no victims in this. So I imagine that that appeal will go forward, but holy cow, unbelievable. It's just, it, it's just a reminder, though, of what these people are trying to achieve. They're trying to achieve the destruction of, of a man they're so terrified is going to become president again. And on that point, I should mention Remember yesterday during the show, I told you that this confidential human source for the FBI, who was the guy that alleged that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had received bribes from Ukraine, was arrested by the FBI? How come none of the confidential human sources that ever went after Trump in the past, like the guy who wrote the Steele dossier, Christopher Steele, how come that guy was never arrested for fraud? Or any of the other number of people who went after Trump as confidential human sources and lied and blatantly lied? There's a there's a great piece about this over at um, the Federalist. There's a great investigative journalist over there named Margot Cleveland, and Margot Cleveland points out that if you look at all the confidential human sources that were named in Dorham's investigation, Steele, Harper, Jaffe, and none of those people were charged with any of their lies. Nothing. None of it. They all walked away. They walked away. This guy, though, who, who allegedly now lied about Joe Biden taking a bribe, arrested by the FBI now, as Congress is looking to impeach him, obviously. So the arrest becomes huge news. And the arrest then goes to say that the case is BS. And Biden's thrilled. I mean, he's thrilled that his Department of Justice investigated a guy who made an allegation against him. You would think the president of the United States would not comment on this because he's the president of the United States and he has a responsibility to ensure that all Americans receive due process under the Constitution. But this is what happened at the White House today when Joe Biden was asked the question, are you happy, Mr. President, basically, with the fact that this guy has been arrested? Um, take a listen. You have that one, Matt? Sorry. Sorry, which card is that? Um, it's I sent it to you, I texted it to you. It's the one where where uh, Biden responds to oh, the gotcha, um, gotcha, 
Yeah. All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our nation. No, 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 not that one. He was asked the question about the guy who was uh, indicted, the, the, the uh, confidential human source. Uh, give me one second then. The FBI informant is lying and impeachment inquiry should be dropped. That was a. Uh, all right. As you as you as you find that, let me just comment on a couple of other things here. Um, the judges barred Trump from holding executive office at a New York company, getting loans from New York banks for three years. Um, Don Jr. and Eric are also barred from doing any business. Trump can't be on a board for three years as well. I mean, I mean, why would he care about that? There's no reason he would care about that in any way, shape or form, because he's probably going to be elected president of the United States. So he's going to be a tad busy for the next three years. But still, it just shows you the the kind of country that we have become when in the United States of America, they can do this to a person who didn't hurt anybody, who didn't have any victims, how nobody was defrauded in this case. Do you have it, Matt? Did you find it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, take a listen. An FBI informant, an FBI informant at the center of the impeachment inquiry into you has been indicted for allegedly lying. Your reaction to that and should the inquiry be dropped? He is lying and it should be dropped. And it's just been a, it's been an outrageous effort from the beginning. See how you see how quickly they, they, they jump they jump up. You you notice that? They they quickly they shut him up because the president should not be commenting on this. The president of the United States should not be happy that an American citizen has been arrested and charged um, by his government. That's not what you're supposed to do in this country. You're supposed to have unbiased justice, I thought. Right? I mean, for all these years Trump was president, we heard over and over again that he was going to use the Department of Justice as his own personal police department and the FBI as his own personal uh, sheriff. They just busted a guy for allegedly lying about Biden taking a bribe, and Biden's like, good. I'm glad he's going to be prosecuted. Good. It just sounds like a police state. You shouldn't you shouldn't turn around and be happy about that. And they know that. It's why they're like, all right, thank you, thank you, thank you. And they try to shut him up. It's really what the president should say is, I have no comment, and walk away. Instead, he's gleeful. He's gleeful about the fact that this guy has been arrested. Meanwhile, all these other confidential human sources who went after Donald Trump and made up all this crap about Russia collusion, they're all free. They're, they're all walking the streets today. No charges for them. None whatsoever. No charges for any of those confidential human sources, like particularly Christopher Steele, who wrote the dossier. So the double standard of justice in this country is just it's it's I mean, it's 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 mind boggling. But this is really just the beginning. It really is. It's just the beginning. They are they are going to get him now with the Stormy Daniels case. That's the next thing they're going to do. And they're going to keep going. Now, Georgia is over probably because of Fawny Willis because she couldn't keep it in her pants. Oh, Stephen Colbert is very upset with her. He, he joked last night in his show. He said, I hope the sex was worth it because you've just destroyed democracy. That was that was in Colbert's uh, monologue last night on on his dumb show. That's not that's not a funny show. It's a political show. But they are so angry 
at Fawny Willis because they know the Georgia case is over. They know it's over and they are so upset by this. So let me take a quick break. I'll come back. Trump has been barred from operating his New York business for three years, ordered to pay over $350 million in this New York civil fraud case where nobody was actually a victim. And that is the breaking news as we start the show today on a busy Friday because we always have breaking news on the show. Uh, appreciate you being here today. I want to thank my great friends at Emmons Roofing and Siding for all their wonderful work. You know, they will redo your kitchen I mean, your, your, your kitchen and your bathroom, they do remodeling, kitchen and bathroom remodeling. Absolutely. They do an outstanding job of that, but they will do a bathroom in a day, a completely remodeled bathroom in just one day. Isn't that something? And the best part about Emmons is they are honest. They are so trustworthy and I've used them for over six years, roofing, siding, windows, doors. Emmons has done all of these great things for me and my home. And Matt and Stephanie are dedicated to customer service. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. And if you have a shore house, you better get that roof inspected now. Because if you don't and you've got some some leaks or anything like that, well, you know what? Those little little minor repairs now that could save you a fortune when the warm weather hits have Emmons come and do a free inspection of your roof today. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com or visit the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Please do that today and see the great work by Emmons. EmmonsRoofing.com, the company that I've used and trust. They did a great remodel of our kitchen, a great remodel of our bathroom. You will love the quality. EmmonsRoofing.com. Rich Seoli Show, live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. here on the show on a Friday. We're hoping for a quiet Friday, but, you know, uh, the breaking news is that the judge in the in the New York uh, fraud case has just barred Trump from operating any New York business for three years, ordered Trump to pay over $350 million in the New York civil fraud case. And um, it's just amazing. The guilt was decided before the, the trial ever started. And Donald Trump is guilty. And that was just a determination. And that's it. He's guilty. Um, and then and then, yeah, there we are. So I, I, I'm, I'm amazed by this. I, I really am. I'm absolutely amazed that this can happen in the United States of America. I, I truly am. I'm amazed. I'm, I'm I, and I, I'm not surprised. We knew this was going to happen. But yet I'm amazed that this happens. You know, what I mean, I'm like, I. I guess it's one of those things where you're watching this and you, the trial is so stupid. The judge is stupid. The attorney general is stupid. The snarky little comments. It's all dumb. It's all silly. But And, and you're watching it. You don't really believe it's real. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you go, holy cow, this is real. And they just they just destroyed this man's business. They just decided it was basically the corporate death penalty and killed his company without a trial without a jury. This was not a trial. A trial is, is used to determine guilt. This was a penalty phase. 
The guilt was decided single-handedly by the judge. Let me say that again. The judge, the guilt was de decided by the judge. Donald Trump Jr. just said, we've reached the point where your political beliefs combined with what value your case is heard are the primary, primary determinants of the outcome, not the facts of the case. It's truly sad what happened to our country, and I hope others see it before it's too late to correct course. In the United States of America, the way it's supposed to work is that you have a trial to determine guilt or innocence, guilt or not guilty. And the state has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt your guilt. You don't have to prove a damn thing. Under this statute in New York, you're just assumed guilty by the judge. It's insane. I don't know how this statute is constitutional. I really don't. Well, they've never used it before. So I think it should be declared unconstitutional. I don't know how anybody can sit here and make the case that this is okay under the due process clause of the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution or the uh, or the, the the trial clause of the Sixth Amendment. I don't know how anybody can say this is okay in America where they determine your guilt without a, without a trial. Again, this trial was not about determining Trump's guilt. Trump was determined to be guilty before this. I don't even call it a trial, actually. It wasn't a trial. It was a penalty hearing to, to determine the penalty he has to pay. It wasn't a trial. Trials are about a, a, determining guilt or innocence. They're not about determining what the penalty is for your guilt. That's a, an entire different phase. But he had no ability to argue that he was innocent under this because the, the government made the determination that he was guilty. And then every time they try to bring up a defense during the course of this so-called kangaroo court penalty phase, the judge would slap him down and fine them and remind them, I've already determined your guilt. Me. I've determined your guilt. Therefore, you're guilty. That's the end of it. Holy cow. You believe this? I mean, this is some crazy, crazy stuff here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you want to weigh in today on everything we are discussing, unbelievable. Um, Leon, my, my buddy uh, Bo actually asking, will this go to the Supreme Court? I, I, I hope so. I mean, this is going to be appealed. I hope that this case is appealed. And I, I think obviously he's going to file an appeal. I mean, I'm sure the appeal will be heard. But I want this law to be declared unconstitutional. I want this statute to be declared unconstitutional. How can you have a statute on the books that doesn't, you don't need victims, the state doesn't have to determine you had any intent to defraud, and you don't even have to have defrauded anybody. And then they can just determine you're guilty. And then, then the only question is what, how much you got to pay. It's a shakedown is what that is. It's a freaking government shakedown. It's not America. There's nothing American about that. I, I am I am I am just absolutely beside I, I, watching all this happen, you know, and all the times we've talked about this over the last couple of months. But now that you see it, you actually see the judge coming out and, and, and ordering this three hundred fifty million dollar penalty. You realize how political our justice system is in this country. This was supposedly a civil trial. With a three hundred fifty million dollar penalty. That sound like a civil trial to you? Oh man. No, it was not a it was not a trial. It was definitely not. I refuse to call it a trial. I, I won't do it. It's not. It just isn't. I'm trying to see also too if Trump has said anything on truth social matter. You seen anything yet from uh the former president? Uh not yet, but I'm I'll I'll keep an eye on it. Um you know that clip we've played of of Judge Erg um er Engeron from twenty fifteen? When he said judges get it wrong a lot. I know there was, we had played, if you can find for me in the audio archives, we had played a clip of the judge. 
sounding incredibly political at one point. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, give me a second. I'll be able to find it. All right, we can do that for the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get more on this, Judge, and more on Fawny Willis, and more on all of this from you. And give me a reaction to this. Uh, Are you just as absolutely beside yourself as I am, and this can occur in the United States of America? Let me know. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, I want to tell you about my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. They are outstanding and they do great work at Cherry Hill Volvo. Right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. This is your chance. One left. An S60 courtesy car. That's right. These courtesy cars are beautiful like new. They are used for people who uh, need a loaner car while their car is getting maintenance or a valet. And they have less than 5,000 miles on them. They cost less than $29,000. A beautiful S60. The S-Class is made right at their plant in South Carolina. It's American jobs. But more than anything is the experience you will get at Cherry Hill Volvo. So my father-in-law and I, my my father-in-law is in town this week because Bridget and her mom are in California. So my father-in-law is helping out with the kids. And uh, we went to lunch today. We drove in his new XC40, beautiful blue color. And he loves it. And he, and he said to me, he goes, the experience I got there was was un, was un, unreal. They took such great care of me. They made sure I could understand all the technology and the apps and everything. And it's it's a wonderful, wonderful place to do business. Cherry Hill Volvo, they are our studio sponsor. We broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios every single day. And we're so proud of that fact. And in this age of cancel culture, they stand with us. So go see them today, right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo. Remember, they've got one left, one S60 courtesy car left for less than $29,000 and with less than 5,000 miles on it. And remember something else. Even though they're doing a big renovation, they are open for business and they have ample inventory and they will strive to get you the absolute most aggressive financing promotions They possibly can. They will work to make sure you get the best price possible at Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.